Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Well, you know, we have a lot of things transpiring in the background. A very interesting trade by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Jalen Hurts and probably every other player to ever exist will change their number. And everyone still hates Howie Roseman. So... We'll go ahead and get into the Eagles, you know. Not not too much news. Draft is coming up at the end of this month. I cannot wait for it. Uh, we can go back to normal and at least watch the draft together with two people. I don't I don't think that's a sin in today's world. Do you think so? No, especially when we're both vaccinated. We're we're, we're both uh, vaxxed up. So uh, to all those people who uh, don't like vaccinations, I implore you to. Uh, Stop being dolts and just uh, put the uh, put the needle in your arm. Uh, it'll be okay. Um, yeah, uh, you know that's uh, that's it. If you want to go back to sports, full stadiums, highly recommend it. Yep. Because you know, I went to the Phillies game on Saturday, and I'm not gonna lie. Not only did Zach Wheeler deal and have two RBIs, but it was just so nice to sit there and watch the sport. And have a great day at the ballpark. Spending $50 on two cheesesteaks and one order of fries and two sodas for me and my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, man. That's a party. <laughs> well worth the money. Yes. Now, the Sixers, Joel Embiid comes back for one game and sits out the second back-to-back. Listen, I, I really understand where they're coming from. But after missing 10 games, you're telling me he can't play one back-to-back. We'll get into the Sixers scheduling and what a healthy Embiid means for the playoffs and what happens if they don't get the one seed, which I really don't think that the, – I think they're underestimating how valuable that one seed is right now, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, we'll see. The Flyers – um, Shane Gostisbehere is apparently so bad that he can be waived, clear waivers, and get called back up just to have him do the same exact thing again. Um, yeah, everything sucks. The Phillies, actually, pleasantly surprising. They swept the Braves first three games. Surprise, man. They look uh, pitching looked really good. Well, and we'll get into the rotation because this is where the scary part of it starts. Um, you know, the Phillies have had this up and down relationship with the city over the past, what, I don't know, 10 years since the World Series. And I think this might be a turning point for them. I think that them not having the worst bullpen in baseball is going to help a lot. Um, and I have a proposition for Hector Neris. And I hope he's listening, and I hope he takes it as seriously as I do. Yep. Because there is a chance that he could leave a place that no one usually returns from. It's a rare rare occasion. It's never happened before. We've been doing this for three years. Yep. I've never once, never once offered to allow someone to leave this place. But it could be happening. This year, it could be happening depending on his performance. And I'll be honest, 
with uh, you know anyone's performance this tournament season, be sure to take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the, the global leader in male below-the-waist grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped performance package. Keep all your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code PHL for our exclusive offer. You know, your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with Manscaped, the perfect performance package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are. I've told this story plenty of times. If you have long nose hairs, chances are you have a punchable face. You know, and walking down the street knowing that people want to punch you is definitely an anxiety that no one wants to have. So why do that to yourself? The Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and number one overall seed for this season. And Chip, can you tell me why? Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not yes, Why not use the best tools for the job? This amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. It checks every box for our Final Four run. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine and keep your, you fresh, ready, and ready for anything. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Talk about comfort, the Boxers are my favorite. Another favorite of mine are their Crop Mop Wipes, cool and refreshing ball, butt, and body wipes for peak male hygiene and extra care where it matters most. Manscaped has also partnered with Alex Caruso and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy during the dance. Again, let's get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in the clutch time. I got nothing left, Chippy. What you say? Cue the rock music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Yes, sir. Well, okay. So let's lead off with the the number one thing in the news. (laughs) You see what I did there? Uh, Jalen Hurts is switching his number from number two to number one. Yes, sir. Also, speaking of number changes, the NFL is allowing – 
a bunch of different uh, positions from before to wear different numbers. I didn't look at the whole chart, but really? from what I see, it was expanded pretty heavily. Yeah, wow. so like running backs can wear certain numbers now, um, like single digit numbers. I'm pretty sure. So interesting. Yeah, no, I I don't know if it was an April Fool's joke or not, honestly. So now I'm double checking myself. I kind of hope it's not. I or the I, only no, I, thing I, I saw was that yeah, I, I saw that Miles Sanders wanted it uh, wanted to switch to four, which I would be so pissed off because I legitimately just got an authentic black. <laughs> Miles Sanders, number 26 jersey, stitched. Yeah. It's sitting in my closet, and I was so happy to wear it. To yeah, this, I really, this year. I, I, hope that's a, I hope that was a joke. Yeah. Um, no, so the breakdown is QBs and kickers can wear between 1 and 19. Okay. Running that's... backs, tight ends, wide receivers can wear between 1 and 49 and 80 and 89. Ugh, I don't know if I like that. Defensive backs between 1 and 49. I don't like that either. Linebackers between 1 and 59 and 90 and 99. Uh, okay. I don't really like that. Offensive linemen between 50 and 79. I think that's normal. Uh, defensive line 50 to 79 and then 90 to 99. I think that's also normal, yes. So, so the only change were DBs, tight ends, receivers, and running backs. Mm, yep. Eh, I don't know if I like that. I, I mean, because I like receivers having the teens or 80. I like the receivers having, what is it, 20 to 49. And then tight ends usually wear uh, 80s anyway. So, I don't know. Whatever. It's not a big deal. But I hope, I hope that was a joke. Because like you, I have a Miles Sanders jersey. Well, see, I had previously a Carson Wentz jersey, and right. you Same. know what? When he got benched this year, I legitimately thought to myself, I was like, I need a new jersey because I don't know how this is going to go. I'm Luckily, about, I was right. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting his uh, his Colts jersey. I'm thinking about it. Now, I, I've been hearing on the Sports Talk radio that that's a violation. Really? That's a violation. Especially if you're going to wear it out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because he is at fault somewhat. Yeah, like they're both at fault. They're both at fault. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't get it. I'm siding with the violation. And, you know, you swayed me one way. I would get a Hurts jersey, like the number one jersey, because I think number one's cool. But he may suck. So I'm kind of. Like, if he plays well this year, then, yeah, 100%, I'm getting it. But if not, then see you later. Yeah, see, I was, I was thinking about getting a Hurts jersey, too. It's just I haven't really seen all that much of him yet. Exactly. And I don't know. Like, hell, I didn't even buy my Carson Wentz jersey until, I think, December I think of I 2017. His, yeah, I got his his second year in the NFL. I, I, got got it, I got it the year he was murdering it. Yes. Yeah, and I, I legitimately got the jersey in the mail. A week after he got hurt. Yeah, I got it because he got hurt like in mid-December, and then I got it for Christmas that year. So. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, – hey, maybe it's our fault that he, he sucks now, you know? Listen, and we're not the only Philly fans that got a Carson Wentz jersey for Christmas that year. I don't want to hear that. 
Uh, you're right. You're Listen, right. that that is that is super superstition. Relax. But I, I am waiting for Hurts though. Uh, I, I just don't want all the players to change their numbers because I don't want to have yeah. to buy new jerseys. Honestly, they're expensive, man. They are. Yeah, I think I think they should keep the the number rule. I think it's fine. It's not a big do you, deal. Do you think the number rule is that? Uh, is I that drastic? I just think I just think when you when you're in the NFL. You know, there's the certain you know number of things like in college you, you can wear whatever number you want basically, uh, and then when you're in the NFL, you know it's 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 you know I don't know the right word for it, but it's position know, it's, based. Yeah, it's position based. So well, I, think I mean, you got to think, think about cool. it too. Like back in back 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 in the day, uh, doing my best Chris Berman impression there, but in baseball your number was based off of your lineup order. Right. They changed that. Right. I, I'm honestly shocked football is still so keen on doing it based off a of position. Well, I think it's there's because there's way more players on your roster than compared to baseball or, or uh, basketball or, or hockey. You know, there's 55 guys on your roster or 53, is it uh, compared to, you know, MLB who has 25 or 26 players. So. You know, I mean, they just MLB's like screw, it, just whatever, whatever number you want. But if uh, for NFL, you know, there's so many guys, you know, you just be, you you might just be like, hey, you know, 26, get over here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but I think they should keep it the way it is personally. But it's not a big deal. Well, let's move on from the numbers because that's actually not that big of a deal. And let's talk about the big trade by the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have traded for Sam Darnold yeah. for a sixth round pick this year and a second and fourth next year and are going to exercise his fifth year option, which is $20 million. Mm-hmm. Not only is Sam Darnold not good. Yep. Uh they didn't really give up too much when it comes to compensation for a former starting quarterback, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. But that screws the Eagles over at 12, and I think Howie is sitting in his chair wondering how he's going to get out of this one with the press. Well, I – okay, so let me just talk about the deal real quick. It makes sense for both teams, I think. Uh, the Jets, you know, are at two. Uh, they have a way better option, in my opinion – in Zach Wilson. So, you know, you get rid of him, get some compensation for him, and then take your guy. Uh, with the Panthers, they're in an awkward situation. They, they're the eighth pick. Uh, it would probably be more uh, difficult for them to trade up. So, you know, they, they were like, all right, you know, let's take a look at Darnold. I mean, they have Bridgewater. There's going to be a QB competition probably there. Um, and... You know, you didn't give up much for him. You know, a second round pick next year is, is a bit much, but uh, the sixth and fourth shouldn't shouldn't really matter. So, you know, it makes sense for both. I mean, if if Darnold can be that guy that was drafted number three and had all those expectations, then that's a good move for Carolina. Well, he and, was also under Adam Gase, you have to remember. Right. And he had no weapons, you know, he had no offensive line. So, I mean, you got to give the give the guy a chance. And, you know, in Carolina, there's obviously way more weapons. I mean, you got DJ Moore, who I think is a great player. Robbie Anderson had a breakout year last year. 
Um, yeah, you have arguably the best running back in the league in Chris McCaffrey. And, you know, they have a decent, decent offensive line. I mean, it's definitely better than the Jets. Um, so, you know, and then maybe at eight, you can draft an offensive lineman if you wanted to. Um, now, so, wait a second. Wasn't Ryan Tannehill under Adam Gase as well? That is true. Yes. If if Darnold can have a resurgence in his career like Ryan Tannehill had. I, I think he's very capable of it. I, re- I really do. I think. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been given a chance at all. I mean, I know he's played a lot of games, but like I said, I mean, just just the the players around him were just not. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't have sustained success with those guys around you. Well, you can't have sus- you can't have sustained success with the New York Jets. <laughs> well, yeah, and um, we would know just as much because we're we're just as cursed of a franchise. I mean, maybe a little bit less than they. Yeah, probably less. I mean, at least we have a. Uh, I mean, they won they won Super Bowl three, but. You know, that was over a while, years. just oh, just a little bit ago, you know, just a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, um, but that's the stuff that I'm talking about. I mean, for at least for our entire lifetimes. Right. As people in their 20s. Yeah. They just the they Jets have been yeah. pathetic. Right. They just Except for that one year with Mark Sanchez for some reason. Yeah. No, they made it was two years. They made back to back AFC championship games. Um. But uh, yeah, ever since then, man, it's, it's just been a down downhill for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they signed Corey Davis uh, to a contract, so you know, there's a weapon for you. I mean, they drafted Mackay Beckton last year, who had a phenomenal season uh, at, at left tackle. So that you know, there's your left tackle for the future. I mean, listen, if they can get a few more guys on the offensive line, and then maybe you know another weapon, you know, Zach Wilson could be successful for them. Um, and I, cause I think he's better than Darnold. So, but I mean, yeah. Darnold just needs, Darnold needs a supporting cast and, uh, you know, he, he might have one now. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I do think, I, I don't think Darnold's a bad quarterback. I really think that he wasn't set up for the most success in the world. Yeah. And I, I really see, but th- that's the thing that's going to separate someone like a Sam Darnold from a Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jaguars. Yeah. He's not really set up with a ton down there. Yeah, I mean, I think they have some decent weapons. Uh, Shark but is good, but... Shark's pretty decent. I like the kid, uh, Chenault, they drafted last year. Um, yeah, they got, they got that kid, Robinson, who had a fantastic year, who was undrafted last year. Uh, I yep. put some fantasy team, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean it's definitely better. It's a better situation what than what Sam Donald was thrown into. I mean, let's just be real. So, uh, but I think I mean I mean I think Lawrence's talent is just I mean a way above Sam Donald anyway. So I think uh, you know even even if Trevor Lawrence was thrown into a similar situation, I think he'd have more success uh, just because I think the talent is way better. Well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, there's been a couple. How does that screw over the Eagles with them trading for Darnold, though? I I mean, listen. I don't that really... takes another position player that could have fallen to the Eagles off the board. Well, like I said, they could take an offensive lineman at eight with, with Carolina. I mean, we know the Jets are going to take, I mean, 100% they're going to take Wilson now. So, you know, the top three spots are – pretty much set in stone at, at, with, with quarterbacks. Uh, it really starts at four, in my opinion, with Atlanta, and I think they should take a quarterback as well. 
So, you know, I mean, Carolina does have some good weapons. Um, they have, like I said, they have more, they have, they have Robbie Anderson. Um, you know, they could be, they could be there for pits if they wanted him. Uh, Cause they don't really have a tight end, but, uh, I mean, listen, their, their offensive line isn't perfect. They, they, they could use some help there. So, you know, if someone like Sewell's there or, or Rashawn Slater, uh, that's always an option for them as well. All right. Um, now, in, in all likelihood, who do you think will, will actually be available? G- give me a list of three people that may either slip or who you think the Eagles go- are going to take there at 12. And, and, and don't tell me someone out of UTEP. No, in, in all reality, I think that, I mean, and again, like it depends on, you know, how teams rank their receivers. Because, like I said, if they have uh, Waddle at number three, then he might be there. If they have Smith at number three, he might be there. So I think at least one of the receivers might be there. I think uh, someone like J.C. Horn could be there, and I think he's rising up the boards a little bit. Um, I've I've seen Micah Parsons. I don't know if I w- I don't know if I would take him at twelve. Uh, because I see him sliding down the board. Yeah, I mean, there's you know there's there's been talks of him maybe having character issues or, or something. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, but you know what? I'm actually tired of that because I hear that about some people and it's just like, it never, it it doesn't translate all the time. The only time I've ever actually heard that about someone and it actually translated was Johnny Manziel. (laughs) Right. And I mean that, I I, I mean that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how legitimate those are. Um, and no disrespect to Johnny Manziel. Like, yeah, sorry. You were kind of a degenerate, but don't hate you. He was just not good. Yeah. Um, so I think Mark Michael Parsons in the right system, I think he'll be a really good player. Um, uh, but I don't know if I want to take him at twelve. I'd rather I'd rather go corner or receiver. So I think the top two guys for me, realistically, would be Smith and Horn. Okay. Because Sertan probably won't be there with the Cowboys, obviously. Unless Jerry Jones does another spike pick. Yeah. Which I would not put it past him. I really no. wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. I, I really. And you wouldn't. know what? If Jerry Jones does another spite pick, I would I would take certain. Yeah, I would too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent because I wouldn't be that, mad. If he's gonna do that, then he's just he's not thinking of his team first. He's just thinking, how can I screw the Eagles next? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't really think it's gonna happen again. Uh, well, I think, we saw where that got them last year. Right. I mean, they're you know everyone knew their defense was bad, but they went receiver anyway. Even if Dak had stayed healthy, they wouldn't have won much. No, I think they still would have, you know, they probably would have made the playoffs, but they weren't going to go anywhere. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they have to take, I think it's, they have to take defense. I think they just, they have to. Or offensive line, because, you know, they've been banged up on the offensive line. But um, if Sertan's there, I think, I think that's 100% the pick for them. Uh, Because, you know, they drafted Trayvon Diggs last year. Uh, They were teammates. Uh, two years ago that at Alabama. So I, it's just a match made in heaven. And then, um, yeah, so we'll see. But I think realistically, like I said, I think Smith and Horn, I think are the two most likely picks for them. I, I heard, I heard a report. They, they're, they're, uh, they really like Horn a lot. So that could be the pick for him. I wouldn't be mad at it, but I think receiver is just so it's, it's, it's so bad right now. I think, uh, I think you have to go receiver. Well, l- looking at our lineup right now, where it sits, 
we're looking at Rager, Ward, Fulgham, correct? Correct. Yes. So, yes, receiver's a need. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you could argue that cornerback is just as big of a need because, you know, you have Slay, you have Maddox, who's not an outside guy, and then nothing really after him. So, We'll yeah, see. we'll see. But those those obviously are the two biggest needs, obviously. But it's uh, it's going to be an interesting man. I like I say this every time, but I I am so freaking excited. I want the draft. <clears throat> I want to hear that. Do 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 yep. do do. Yep. With the twelfth pick in the twenty twenty one NFL draft. The Eagles and Howie Roseman select Dan Smith, BYU. Pile of garbage out of Prairie University. Prairie View. Prairie View University. Yep. Oh, there you have it. Uh, Howie Roseman has done it again and has selected what people may think could be the diamond in the rough or the needle in the haystack, but is most likely... Just another piece of hay in the haystack. Accurate. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, because it's going to happen, Bradley. Any questions for Howie? Yeah, Howie, how you doing? This is uh, Chip Tierney with PHL Sports Nation. How you doing? Hi, Chip. So, obviously, you traded back. Uh, we talked about that last last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have a 12th pick. So mm-hmm. what what are you looking at at number 12? Like what what players do you think will be there and what are you interested in? You know, we have to keep our eyes open and we really have to look at every single position on the field and we have to evaluate the value of the pick, the value of each player available, and we do have to take what we think is best. If we believe that there is a position like a wide receiver open there, yeah, we could go there. If there's a position like a cornerback, we could go there. If there's a quarterback, we'll go there. And, yeah, we just have to evaluate it. So if there's a quarterback there, you would take one? What made you think that? Well, you you said quarterback. I didn't say I would take him. I said we have to evaluate them. No, no, you said you would take one if there was Next question. That's what you said. Next. All right. So I mentioned this earlier. I said, let's just be like hypothetical. If Devontae Smith and J.C. Horner are there, which one are you picking? Uh, I, I really have to evaluate the rest of the talent that is available in the draft in order to make a cohesive decision. Okay, so what you're telling me, okay. We're not only, we are a factory of talent, okay? Uh Uh-huh, right. Everything about this team, we are like the human body, okay? And the draft is a new infusion of blood. The team right now, is the heart and the lungs and the liver 
that keep us moving. And I am the entire brain. Just okay. you? Like, what, what about Jeffrey? Or... We move together as one, as I dictate. You say dictate? Excuse me? Okay. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Howie Roseman said it himself. He is a dictator. Never once said that. Next question. You literally just said it. Uh, next question. Legitimately just Not answering. It. Next question. Um, all right. How about this? You said you're a uh, talent factory, right? Mm. So you're telling me that uh, last year uh, Justin Jefferson had less talent than Jalen Rager? We evaluated what we needed. Uh-huh. You know, we, we, we really looked in to what we needed as a team, and we uh-huh. saw someone – who had speed yeah. and who ran fast mm-hmm. and was very athletic and uh, you do realize that Jefferson wouldn't be available at our next at pick. Combine then, so yeah. we wanted Jalen Rager as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, we made every single fan in America that's an Eagles fan extremely angry. Yeah. And we made every Vikings fan very happy. Uh-huh. And I am just so smart because Jalen Rager is going to have the best second season that any wide receiver has ever had. And you're all going to you're all going to be sad while I'm laughing in your face. Uh, you do realize that Justin Jefferson legitimately had the best rookie season of any wide receiver in the history of the NFL, right? OK, moving on. Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> Sixers, Sixers. By the way, that's that's legitimately how Howie would handle that, by the way. Uh, moving on. It was spot Next. on. Yeah. I, I like I, I can't do his voice very well. It's really hard. It just sounds like a weasel. Yeah, he, I, I was actually going to describe him as having a weaselly voice. He he looks like one. He sounds like it's just, yeah, he's a he's like the spitting image of a weasel. You know, Howie Roseman reminds me of a Mark Zuckerberg level of weasel. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the, I mean, listen, man, the, I mean, the, I was not expecting that, but I see it. You know, it, it's in the eyes. You know, it it's is. just the, the smile that you yep, can tell is very clearly fake. The, the yep. smirk where it's like, oh, I know I got it over you. Like, yep. I'm going to screw you over for the rest of your life. He's like, he just, in his head, he's like, wait, I make so much more money than you do. <laughs> in his head, it's like, I, it, it, like Mark Zuckerberg's head is like, I know everything about anyone ever. Yep. Howie Roseman's like, I know everything about every Eagles move forever and always. And it's yep. just, I, I don't see him going anywhere. That's the problem. Yeah, so, no, I don't either. I Not only do I have to accept this toolkit. Yep. Which I don't. I mean, I obviously... I, I wish him to be fired. Yeah, I do too. And we have to live with the fact that he could be here for the next 10 years. Oh, no. He could be here for the Very rest easily. of his lives. Like, yeah, the rest of his life, the rest of ours. Like, I mean, he could live forever, honestly. Yeah, but you know and what's scary? I could pass tomorrow, God forbid. Yep. And the last thing I'll remember is Howie Roseman is still the GM of the Eagles. Yep. 
That's a sad fact right there. I don't want that, man. I don't want it either. On my deathbed, I don't need Howie Roseman to be the GM of the Eagles anymore. Like, if someone, if I was on my deathbed and someone told me that he got fired, I would die peacefully. If I ever won a contest and they were like, you get to, you get to have one thing in the world. It could be anything. It could be vast yep. wealth. Yep. I would, you know, people would say, oh, well, you just asked to fire Howie Roseman. No, 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 no. It's not that simple. I would ask to be the first trillionaire. Yep. I would have a trillion dollars untaxed. By the Eagles. By the Eagles. Yes. Get Jeffrey out of there and then fire Jeffrey, Jeffrey would be put in – part of the contract would be – I would pay him an extra $100 million or two yep. just to have to sit in his house for a whole year and contemplate what he's done. Yep. And gonna... then I would lead Howie Roseman on to think that everything's okay mm-hmm. and then fire him. Yep beautiful then i would divvy up the rest of the trillion dollars give it to all the other owners collude with them like they do every single year give me some yeah uh, maybe uh, um and tell maybe. them never to hire him actually i don't care if they hire him let, let them let them let them yeah i'll keep my yeah. trillion dollars yeah he would ruin other franchises yeah i hope he goes to new york that'd be great yeah oh here's what you do you make the giants uh, you like you give them like a hundred million dollars and you make them hire Howie as their GM. Can you trade the, a GM the next thirty years? If I could trade a GM, I would trade Howie Roseman. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, I would trade him for a bag of Doritos. A bag of Doritos, huh? Cool Ranch, obviously. Cool Ranch. Yeah. You know, I, I like Cool Ranch Doritos better than nacho cheese. However, hey. sometimes you're just in the mood for a nacho cheese Dorito. Oh, yeah, I can't argue with that. Like, you know which Dorito you're in the mood for when you're going to pick them up. Yep. I like those uh, spicy sweet chili. Yeah, they're, they're, they're underrated. They're underrated. They're not bad. They're not bad, yeah. I mean, Doritos doesn't miss, do they? No, not really. I mean, they haven't missed. You know what I mean? They're Dorito, like they're they're top tier of the chip world. You know what I mean? I <laughs> get it because your name's Chip. I get exactly. it exactly. And trust me, I know. Um, now I have a question for you. Um, can we talk Sixers now? Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, okay, the Embiid thing. Misses ten games, comes back. And then he can't play a back-to-back after missing 10. Yeah, man. I don't want to hear it anymore. They're babying this guy. Listen, man, I get it. No, I get it, but it doesn't make sense. You can't call yourself an MVP and sit out every back-to-back. I thought the same thing with Kawhi Leonard, and I think the same thing now with Joel Embiid. Just because we're doing it doesn't make it right. It's dumb. I agree that it's dumb. But we need him for the playoffs. You're you're trying to win a championship, man. You know, I, I mean, I get you know the whole MVP thing, but at the end of the day, the main goal is a championship. But we know with Joel Embiid, if he sits out too long, he gets out of shape. Well, you can't let that happen. You you have to stay on the man. I think I think stop it. I think well, you you, you keep him in the gym. 
is what my doctor do. tells me not to eat five guys, but I go right over there and say, get me that double cheeseburger with bacon, <laughs> extra cheese, onions, grilled mushrooms, ketchup, and extra mayo. Slap it on there and make it nice. And give me a little fry and fill the whole bag. <laughs> and I'll walk into my well, doctor's office after I ate all that, and they'll ask me, oh, did you eat bad? They're like, no. No, why would I do that? Well, dude, I mean, you got to have someone on top. Like, you got to have – he's got to be – Obviously, he's got to be more, uh, you know, diligent than that. But, you know, he's got to have someone who probably he's got to have like a dietitian, probably, um, you know, because he knows that the reason they've struggled in the playoffs is is because he was out of shape. So, uh, you know, you got to have someone, especially when you're professional like this and you're making millions of dollars, um, you know, you got to have someone who is always there, always in your ear, be like. You know, you should probably do this instead of this or, or this, you know what I mean? So, um, and then just stay in the gym. Um, you know, he had, what was it? Knee injury or whatever it was. So, you know, you got to come back from that. Uh, you got to be in the gym a lot. And, you know, he, he came back sooner than I was expecting. So, you know, that must be, that must mean that he was in a gym, you know, trying to come back and, you know, he did, but, um, I don't think he's all the way there yet. Um, so they, you know, it was back to back and they were just like, all right, you know, and he, and he didn't have a great game against Timberwolves. Like I know he scored 24, but you know, in his standard, even he said it, he he had a bad game. So, um, I, I just, I don't think he's a hundred percent yet, which is fine. Uh, you know, make sure he's a hundred percent and you know, if he had to sit a game, then who cares? You know what I mean? It's, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be ready for the playoffs. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. You know, if it calls, if I mean, he, you know, he's probably not winning the MVP anyway. You know, he missed ten games, like you said. So, you know, they're gonna look at that and be like, all right, well, you missed ten games, and you know, you you sat out a couple back to backs, and you know, so you didn't play enough, and that's probably what they're gonna say. And it's, they're right. It, you know, no, they're right at this point. They're right. They are. But you know, it's annoying as a fan. But you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to win a championship, and we need him healthy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I know it sucks as a fan, you know, because, you know, you never want to see your team lose to a team like Memphis, you know, especially at home. But, hey, you know, he he needed the break. And, I mean, he's a big man, dude. He's 7'1", seven, seven, 280 pounds. So, you know, you got to have him ready for the playoffs, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways – um, Ben Simmons has really been struggling lately and yeah, I mean, Rivers man. hasn't been as serious about it as I would think. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he, I don't think he's as worried as, as people, as people like us are. Um, you know, the biggest thing with Ben is, you know, it's the same thing. He's just not being aggressive. Uh, and right. Is, but that's horrifying. Yeah, and when he is, you know, he's settling for, you know, stuff that he's not used to. Like Ben Simmons could go to the basket and score at will. Yeah. And doesn't realize it. Or he's I, just scared. I know. I know, man. I mean, yeah, he's just not being aggressive uh like he was prior. Um, but his aggressiveness was was what was helping the rest of the team score as well. Yep. Yeah. I mean, listen. Tobias Harris is still pulling fantastic in my opinion. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, 
we know what we know what his deal is. He's just got he's got to be more aggressive. That's all I can say about him. And he's just not doing it right now. Is he going to turn it around though? I don't know. He better. I sure hope so. Or we're going to lose. He better for the playoffs at least. You know, we we can't forget too, like. The Nets aren't the only team that the Sixers have to worry about. I mean, the Bucks are still really solid. The Heat still scare me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not super worried about the Heat, but they're still there. Yeah, I mean, definitely the teams that worry me the most are the Nets and the Bucks. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think those are the top three. I mean, I think you know whatever order it's being that the top three teams are the Nets, the Sixers, and the Bucks. Uh, whatever order that ends up being, I don't know. But I think those are going to be the top three. And then, like you said, the Heat. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, the Knicks have played pretty well. Uh, the Hornets, even without LaMelo Ball, played pretty decently. Uh, they're still up there in the rankings, or the, the standings. So, we'll see. Uh, the Celtics have played pretty bad. I think they're the eight seed right now. That would kind of suck. We had to match up with them in the first round. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're still always a dangerous team, even though they've been struggling. So, uh, but yeah, definitely the definitely the two biggest teams for me right now are the Bucks and the Celtics. Uh, I'm sorry, the Bucks and the Nets. And uh, the Celtics worry me too, just because we have really bad luck against them. Yeah, we do, we do. But uh, they've str- they've they've really struggled, man. I mean, they've struggled defensively. Uh, I think Tatum and Brown have been playing pretty well, but they've had some injuries, uh, and they're just not, they're not playing like they used to, man. It's weird. Toss the process. But, uh, yeah, man, you just gotta get, get, get ready for the, you know, get ready for the playoffs, buckle up. I think there's a 23, 22 games left, so. Toss the process. Toss the process, baby. Toss the process. God, I love Joel Embiid. I want like oh my god, dude! Like, mm, I want all these Sixers jerseys, and I, I love basketball jerseys because I like to wear them on the beach too in the mm, summer. Yeah, it's just great to throw on a basketball jersey and just chill on the beach. I mean, yep. I'm a larger gentleman, so like I'm not going to like make families disgusted looking at my gut. So <laughs> I wear a jersey. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, it's true, man. Also, also, I am like deathly afraid to get stung by a jellyfish. Deathly. <laughs> deathly. That's a bit. That's a bit much. But uh, I mean, listen, man. I am. I am a bigger gentleman than you are, and uh, I don't go to the beach for that reason. I, dude, uh, I, I really don't. I don't me. think people care. No, but I, I am a little alarmed by it. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, there are there are huge people at the beach, Chip. Like, oh yeah. I mean, I don't really think many people care. No, but I it's mean, just more of a me thing, you know. Yeah, it's a me thing. Plus, I'm white as the as a cloud, so you know. Chip, you you are actually so white yeah. that you're red. Y- yeah. Yeah, like like y- I'll, <coughs> I'll 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 just be in my house and I'll be my arms will be red. If I accidentally bumped your arm, it would turn red. That's how white you are. Oh, no, yeah, no doubt. My cheeks uh, are always red. 
like always, no matter what. Uh, my arms sometimes get red, and then um, that's about it. But you know what else gets red and is white? The Phillies. Let's walk it off, baby. Oh yeah, that was a good. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Segway. Yeah, that's it. Transition. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Oh, nothing matters. Um. Anyways, so Aaron Nola. Yep. Dell. Dell. Zach Wheeler. Jim. The Ute. Watching that game in person. Yep. There's there's a time when you can tell that a pitcher is in mm-hmm. focus and yep. locked in. Every single pitch that he made looked exactly the same from his rotation. Unreal. Everything looked great. Uh, he didn't look around very much after pitches. He was just locked in. Yeah. Uh, th- there even was a point where, <laughs> like, I noticed this during the game, but I like, I don't know if you guys saw it on TV or not, mm. but him and JT just didn't realize that there were three outs. Yeah, I know. I saw that too. The whole, the whole, the whole field. Like nobody knew. Everyone was just standing no, there. Uh, Didi Gregorius went over to Boehm and was like running, and JT Realmuto threw it to Boehm to throw it yeah. around the horn. <laughs> yeah. And Alec Boehm looks over at Didi, and Zach Wheeler's like rounding back to get to the top of the mound. Yeah. And then they all start jogging in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, it was. I mean, dude. I mean, that was like a two and a half hour game. That never happens. So. Listen. That was one of the most fun baseball games I went to for that exact reason. Yeah. It was, there were balls in play. Yep. The pitchers were insanely good. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Morton had himself a good game too. Yeah. When you think about it, the Phillies only had that one good inning against him. Right. Thanks to that. Thanks to Zach Wheeler. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And no, dude, I mean, listen, you know, Nola pitched really well. Obviously, uh, Wheeler twirled the gym. Uh, but I want to talk about Eflin for a minute here. Okay. Because I watched that game yesterday, and other than that one home run by Darno, he was unhittable. And I'm not kidding. If you see, watched that game yesterday, I did. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you just saw how. I mean, his stuff was unbelievable. I, but like I think we knew that Zach Eflin has that potential, but, but and he even flashed it last year, but he yeah. can never keep it consistent yeah. like that. You know, yeah. he did have a good year last year. He didn't have a horrendous year. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Year. Yeah, but it, it, he needs to stand the test of time there yeah. and actually have a consistent season where he, let's say, he has an ERA in the mid threes. That's fantastic. Great, yeah. You know, yeah, I, 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 he has I, I, was, I was really impressed with him yesterday. Um, you know, he, he, his stuff was fantastic. Um, his two seamer was lethal. Um, uh, I mean, that's, that's so much movement. I mean, he was painting the corners. Uh, it, it was, it was a thing of beauty. Um, and like I said this in, you know, I said this before the season started, if he can be that number three guy that just is consistent and has good stuff, that's all you need from him. Cause that's, you know, that's, that's his role. And I think that's, I mean, dude, his stuff was so good. Like I can't, I, I keep saying it, but it was so good yesterday and it gets a good team. So, um, yeah, man, if he can keep that up and the bullpen too was, has been fantastic so far. 
I mean, your boy, I mean, we'll get to it in a second, you know, the whole deal situation, but Bradley came in uh, in the second game was, was, was fantastic. Uh, Alvarado came in. He was, he was pretty solid. Uh, that kid Brogdon was pretty solid. So, uh, you know, I mean, you can just see the difference already, you know, in the bullpens. I mean, you know, the moves we made this offseason to, to fix that bullpen. I mean, you're seeing it. And, um, you know, and then obviously your boy, your boy Hector came in and got what two save or one, one or two saves, a couple saves two in that saves. first series. So, you know, he, well, he wait, was a little, you know, he was I don't a little know. erratic in that last game, but, you know, he battled back and, you know, that he got, he ultimately got the save. So, well, was the first game even the second game of the season, but his first game even a save? His first game was not a, uh, wait a minute. What was the, yeah, the Phillies were up by four runs? Yeah. So the game you went to, which was Saturday, not a save. Not a save. I think he got the save in the first game, and then he got the save yesterday. But he came in in all three games. So uh, he closed out all three games, but he just got the save in two of them. Uh, but yeah, man, he looks he looked good, man. He did. Can't argue with that. Okay. Um, before we get into our Hector Nares proposal, I have one more thing to cover. Um, the, the issue with the Phillies rotation comes right now. Uh, yeah. Who they got going? Matt Moore. Matt Moore and uh, what is it? Uh, Chase Anderson. So okay. if those two guys can be solid, then we'll be fine. Right. I think I think Matt Moore. He's shown in the past that he can be a, a good, solid rotation guy. And I'm a little worried about Anderson because he didn't have a great spring. Uh, I think it was like up and down. But uh, you know, if he can just be, you know, if he can go five you know, maybe six every outing, then that's fine with me. I mean, that's all you really need out of your fifth starter. So, um, now Vince Velazquez, does he exist? He does exist. He's still, he's still in the bullpen. I don't know. I don't think they've used him yet. Uh, but I think he's their long guy. You know, if they, if, if someone like Moore or or Anderson get into trouble in like a third or fourth, they would probably bring him in and for a couple, uh, just to, you know, get to probably like the seventh so they can bring in their relievers where he belongs. Yes. And the God, bullpen, I'm not even mad about it. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's not a starter. I mean, he's just not. I mean, he's shown flashes. Don't get me wrong, but he's just I, I, he's not a starter. I mean, he's he's you know, he 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 starts off. He always starts off well and then he, you know, he falls apart. So the, the bullpen is the perfect place for him. And now. Hector. Yep. Hector, Hector. How did you earn your way to the island? Chip, tell him. Well, he was terrible. How many times? For, for a, a, a lot. A lot of times. For how, many, many, how many games have I gone to that he's blown? I think it's, what, two or three, right? Two. Two. Two, two games. One was Juan Soto, correct? Yeah, one was a Juan Soto uh, two-run homer. Yeah. Top of the ninth. Phillies yep. were winning the whole game up until that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, it's just been, yeah, it's been, it's been years of just inconsistent, uh, blown saves, erratic pitches, uh, you know, just a lot of that stuff, high ERA, all that stuff. So if this, but, 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 but go ahead, tell him, tell him. After the performance that I saw in person on Saturday, you look like a new man. And yep. in the spirit of Philadelphia, I'm willing 
to allow you to have the first ever removal from the island. Potentially. Potentially. Yes. You have to go 21 out of 25 saves. Yep. You have to have a sub-325 ERA. We talked about this beforehand, so. We did. Sub-325. Yep. 21 out of 25. Yep. The 325 ERA is for the whole year. There's no contingency on that. Yep. The 21 out of 25 is rolling. So mm-hmm. if you hit that first and then blow more, I'm not holding that against you. You have to get 21 saves, and then that's it. Yep. But if he gets, like, let's say he gets uh, he gets 20 saves, but he's done it, like, 26 times, then, you know, that I don't think that's... Like, he has to get 21 before he gets to 25 opportunities, if that makes sense. Yep. So. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Well, no, there's, there's more. There's more. Good. He has to retain the closer job. Yep. Can't lose it from blowing. Yep. Has to keep the job. The only way that he can lose the job is if he's doing really well, Yep. gets injured, misses about 10, 15 games, and there's a hot hand in there that just took over. Yep. I'll forgive that. Yep. But you still have to get to the 21 saves in that case. Okay. That's it. Yep. And like I said, that's a bit much. I'm but, asking a lot of you, but, you know, you keep winning this, this closer job. Yeah. The Phillies think of you as an elite closer, so why don't you act like it? Actually, 21 out of 25 isn't elite closer numbers. That's a it's joke, not. but it's I'm not, giving but, you a joke. Yeah, give give them, give them, you know, somewhat of it. I mean, this is the island we're talking about, you know. This is the first time ever that you've given someone the opportunity to get off of it. Um. But, you know, someone like Gabe Kapler is never leaving. Um, you know, no, Gabe, Gabe, Kapler, Gabe Kapler never, never leaving. Ever. Leaving. As soon as Howie Roseman gets fired. Oh, he's the president. Listen, no, 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 no. I've gone over this. Oh, you said Kapler's the president no, and he's the no, president? No, Chip Kelly will forever be the president of the island, especially when Howie gets there. Okay. Because Howie was so mad that Chip was in charge of everything with the Eagles yep. that he let a resurgence. So Chip will be the president of the island. Okay. Howie will be vice president of the closet. There you go. That's where uh, Chip Kelly shoved him. Or shoved <laughs> yeah. the locker. Did he shove him in a locker? Yeah, like, of the locker. Yeah, he can fit in a locker. Yeah, he could probably fit in a locker. I mean, he's a um, loser. Gabe Kapler is senior vice president of uh, just vibes, you know? That's senior vice president of island operations. Yeah, yeah, senior vice president of island operations and coconut oil imports. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're building their own little society out there. For those massive pectorals that he has. Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, whatever. All right, moving on. I think we've reached our destination for the day. <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the Philly Bandwagon podcast. 
You can find us on phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find us on Anchor on the website. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. We're trying to be available for you everywhere that we possibly can be. So if you listen to us somewhere, if you want to listen to us somewhere else, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at phlthebandwagon. Oh, excuse me, the PHL bandwagon on Facebook at the PHL bandwagon. Uh, me, I'm at PHL Ryan Michaels. Chip is at PHL Chip Tiernan. I got nothing left, so we'll see you at the next stop. Fire Howie. Flyers still suck, by the way. I know. <laughs>